naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. We just here adjusting the, the lights. want to welcome everybody to Iggy Garcia Live, episode 129. This is Town Hall, Town Hall Meeting, I guess, where you are my guest. So I'm going to push, the, put the link on here for those of you who want to join me. Okay. Okay, there we go. And the password... So if you want to join me on the show Just uh, follow that link And follow that passcode That should get you in Shouldn't be a problem Okay guys so That's where we're at I want to welcome everybody to uh, the show I hope everybody's doing well I hope that you are Able to wind down a little bit From the week I know it's been a little stressful for a lot of people. And so today, just want you to sit back and relax, share what's on your thoughts, share what's on your feelings and emotions. But like every show, we like to start off with burning a little sage, giving thanks to the ancestors, giving thanks to those who came before us. They, they set the groundwork for us to do what we need to do. But now it's our turn to do what we need to do. And one day, we will become the ancestors. One day, it will be our turn. Regardless if someone remembers us or not, we remembered them. And by doing so, we honored them. Okay. Spurred a little sage. Send the sage out to you guys there. Oh, yeah, it feels good. This stuff's really good for you. It's antibacterial, too. Kills the stuff that's in the air that's kind of nasty. Then we also light a candle in remembrance. In honoring while we do our show. So we give, we light this candle. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you and guide us and... Maybe we speak what we need to speak. Maybe share what we need to share. Keep us in good harmony, good flow tonight. Okay, so there we go. I'm going to switch these things around a little bit. There we are. Okay. So those of you who are online, um, you want to join me, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I want to say hi. I think Sherry's online there. I want to say hi to Sherry. How you doing? Good to see you. I'm not sure who else is on here. As I peek on here. There we go. So if you want to join me tonight, please do so. Please join me and share your feelings, your emotions, whatever you want to, want to be on. Or any kind of prayers you want to send out to anybody. Any kind of um, affirmations you want to share with us. Anything you want to talk about. Anything you want to cover. Anything that you just want to kind of put up there in the universe but until we have people join i'm just going to kind of carry the show for a little bit but um so this week's been kind of an interesting week we've had a lot of snow we've had a lot of uh, uh just a lot of snow and i have a few friends who love the snow i can't say i'm a big snowbird by any means or by any ways that i'm I'm a big uh, snow guy because remember I'm from South America and I know they have snow there, but, but I'm not like fanatically crazy about the snow. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know, for me, it's, it's cold, but you get used to it being here long enough. You start to adapt and you're there and you do the things you need to do in order to be in the snow. Snow, too much snow, snow in the lunch, snow in the day, snow in the night. But, um, I want to send I want to send some some positive energy out west 
out to Texas and all the states that are being affected by this um, unprecedented type of weather that we've been having uh, in this country. Basically, what we're seeing there is a change in the atmosphere, a change in the environment, change in, in just the way things are. And so what's happening? I guess you really have to, we have to ask, ourselves, what's going on? You know, I have friends from conspiracy theorists all the way to people who say global warming. It's probably a little bit of better everything. Of course, Texas is uh, kind of manages their own grid there. So they're kind of cut off from the, the grid that's part of the whole United States. So they're independent. I guess they're not ready to secede from the, from the union since they can't really fend for themselves. What will they do? I don't know, but I'm going to send prayers and I'm going to send uh, a lot of love their, their way, because right now a lot of people are really suffering, really going through a lot of emotional uh, despair, trauma, food, water, just the basic necessities right now are just lacking in Texas. You know, I mean, the basic necessities are, are, are a sad thing, you know, when you don't have them. So let's send prayers out to Texas and all the states that are affected by this winter weather. And um, hopefully they can, maybe they can get a, get a hold of themselves and are able to, you know, get themselves in the right frame of mind and do what they need to do. And maybe the weather will break a little bit for them. And maybe they'll get a little bit of relief. But I'm, I feel really bad for the animals in the zoo too. They, I guess some animals in the zoo have perished because just the extreme cold. And it's funny to say, and I'll report this because I haven't reported yet. It took me a minute to figure out what was going on. But my, my websites are all down. Uh, all the things where I put all my web information um like you know pages and stuff like that and my my radio shows go through well they're down because the servers the company that i work with is in texas and texas has had uh the grid and the multiple the electricity has gone down and who knows what's going on i have no clue i have no way to reach this company that i've been dealing with for wow for years and I hope that they're okay. I hope they can recover. If not, I'm going to just have to rebuild all that stuff from scratch to some degree. But, you know, that's kind of how life is, right? Sometimes we have to rebuild things from scratch and we have to build things, you know, from, from the bottom up. And I tell you, it's just one of those things that I was not expecting. And I was, you know, it, here's the funny thing. Okay. And again, the links on here, guys, the links on here to join me. Okay. Then the passcode is right below it. Okay, so those of you who want to talk with me, jump, come online with me and share with me, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. I'll punch you in here. And then you can join in on the Zoom conference call on Iggy Garcia Live. Well, here's the thing. Every year, it doesn't matter what year it is, or let's put it this way, every year where I want to get myself back on track, and I don't know if this is me doing it or just the universe or just maybe it's just something you have to do. Sometimes you just have to calibrate and adjust to what's going on in your life. But every time it never fails. Every time I want to get myself going back in the right direction, there's an obstacle that happens. Okay. Now the obstacle could be good, bad, however you want to look at it. It's, you know, however you want to approach it, but something happens. This year, I'm working on my websites, I'm getting all my shows back in order, trying to get everything back in line, just trying to get everything organized because I'm, you know, I want to get, you know, you know, get, get, become more, you know, uh, more visible than I have been in a while since, you know, COVID. And then all of a sudden, my servers are all down, all of them. Every single server that I, that I run on there is down. And so now it's like, oh my God, really? I mean, but I can't blame anybody, really. It's just what it is, right? Like my friend Adrian says, it is what it is. And, you know, it is what it is. There's, it's out of my control. There's not much I can do about it. I either move forward in the right directions that I need to move and not get hung up on the details and all the little small stuff. I remember when I was trying to um, get back in shape and this, no excuse, I can get back in shape. I was doing the fitness uh, 
what is it? every day I was doing a different fitness thing and I was recording it. And then boom, COVID game, boom. It was like, bah! because <laughs> I was like, really? Is it going to be like this? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and just do it. You know, I'm just not, I'm not going to share anything with the universe. Of course, the universe knows everything that I'm doing and everything that I want to do and everything I have planned to do because that's how the universe works. But it's, it's just, it was just one of those things. You just kind of like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. That I have to go do this crap again. But unfortunately, it is, and we are here, and that's what we have to deal with. So I have to deal with it. Excuse me. So I have to deal with it. I have to deal with it just like you do, like I do. Every single person has been affected by everything that has happened in, you know, in, in 2020. The great, the great 2020 vision. And rest their souls, all the people who passed away, all the people who didn't make it, and all the people who are fighting for their lives right now to stay alive. Because it's not over, friends. There's... There's still people recovering. There's still people getting sick. There's still things out there. But if you remember a couple of shows back, I talked about not living in fear because that just freezes you. It just totally stops everything that you want to do. When you, when you live in fear and you let fear take over, it just totally owns you. And, you know, once it owns you, it dictates what happens to you and how you're going to feel, what you're going to do, what's happening with your body. How are you going to move? You know, fear fear can really mess you up, man. It can really mess you up. So with that, I just have to re-examine, refocus, not get so caught up in the details, not get so caught up in the things, have a little faith and trust in what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, when I'm doing it. Because... We're all capable. We all have the same amount of time on the clock. We all have the same day. We all have the same hours. We all have the same weeks, the same months, the same seconds. And what we do in those moments is really up to us. So that's where we're at. Anyways, here we go. So the other night I had um, Claude Piler on and, and Jonathan uh, Land, Jonathan Landis and Claude Landis. They were both on, on my show. And we were talking about um, the virus, antibacterials, and, and different things. And I got some messages where people weren't, weren't sure about the book. So I wanted to share that real quick with you. It's probably backwards on here. So it's, it's herbal antivirals, natural remedies for the emerging resistance. And the owner, the owner, the author is Stefan Howard Bruner. This is a very good book. If you don't have it in your library of stuff, I highly recommend it. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not getting endorsements for this or any way, but this book is really good. And um, my friend Kate and Hayden, all of us are starting to read this book together. He got the book. Kate got the book. I had the book. I'm actually was reading now the other book. So there's two books. I think the other one is herbals. If I'm not for, I don't remember forgot already regardless it's a good book it's a good book to um it, it looks like it's a little brainy kind of a book but it's still a good book so i have um some guests coming up uh in the next few weeks that are going to be fun to interview um some of you know david tucros he's going to be back on my show next tuesday i believe on the tuesday interview day and i'm going to have him on and he's going to talk about what he's been doing for those of you who know David Tucros, he's a really good friend of mine, and we've been um, been friends for a long time. And he has has he's partnered up with me in the shows in the past, and so I get to talk to him and see where he's at and what's going on in his life. And then I have some other special guests that I'm not going to reveal yet because I have to lock down all these these uh, big name people because they can change on you in a, in a split second just because of their schedules and stuff. So. I've got some really cool, amazing interviews coming up with some amazing, let's put it this way, I think they're amazing. So I am looking forward to interview those folks and see where and how 
and how they share their their love for what they do with the world. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm pretty excited about that. And so here we go. So hopefully you got to listen to that show. It was really good. You can go back. Uh, you can go actually go on YouTube and find that information. All the shows that I do are recorded on YouTube and they're all documented there. The videos and the podcast versions of that video. Sometimes people just like to listen. Some people like to watch. So in the, you know, the whole collections there of the shows that I've done with Iggy Garcia live uh, with insights, radio uh, information, all that stuff that could actually be found on block talk radio. For those of you who are interested on some really past shows, what I like to do in the near future is take those shows on block talk and move them, transfer them over into the Iggy Garcia archives and move them over here into my other, um, other work but right now i can't i can't move anything or because all the websites are down and everything is uh a disarray at the moment but that's what we're doing so if you want to join me tonight and talk and be on this uh, little town hall this little meeting i mean i'm sure somebody has something they want to share something they want to uh, talk about something they want to just get off their chest or maybe just want to pray whatever so this is a good time. This is a good opportunity, and this is um, a good place to start with that. And if uh, if if not, then you're not. And I am on Zoom, and I have the link on the page there. And there is the there is also the code that you need to log in with. And I'm on Zoom, and it trans and it and it feeds into Facebook, so that's how it works. Technology, we're all we're all the mercy of technology, so. And so that's what we're doing tonight. So if you're open-minded and you want to do that, you want to share, you're not afraid, not too tired, not too exhausted, or if you just want to sit back and listen, that's fine with me. That's good. I have no no qualms about it. So I'm going to check here real quick and see if anybody's logging in. If anybody's logged in, if anybody, see you are on Zoom. Herbal antibiotic, antibiotics. That's what it was. Kate, thanks for <clears throat> thanks for sharing that. Excuse me. And uh, yes, I have a bookmark on my book because I am reading the book. <laughs> usually, this is what you usually do when you put a bookmark there, or you just want to look studious and put a bookmark. Which I'm not kind of not, not that kind of person, but either way. So, yeah, this is um, this week's gone really fast. I mean, <clears throat> considering the fact I've been locked in my house since I haven't really gotten out too much because of the snow. And I had to uh, kind of just uh, adjust my schedules and stuff, doing the things I need to do. But um, anyways, you enjoy the snow. Those who enjoy the snow, enjoy the snow. Those who don't enjoy the snow, don't enjoy the snow. I got friends who are living in Florida, California. They're all enjoying the hot, warm weather. The whole rest of the country seems to be frozen, which is kind of weird. So I'm going to play my drum a little bit. I want to play my drum for you guys here just to kind of do a little prayer, just to bring some good energy in. And um, I don't know, I just feel like I need to play that. I can feel it. I can feel it behind me calling me to play. So let me turn around here real quick. So this is my drum, Maya. Maya is a very good sounding drum. She's, I love her. She's a beautiful little drum. She's actually my shamanic drum.
I like that drum. It's very powerful drum. You guys don't see it a lot. You don't see me play a lot because it's the drum I do healing with. It's my healing drum. It's well, all my drums are my healing drums, but that's my personal one-on-one -on -one drum that I work with when people are not well. So the drum is a very powerful, powerful uh, conductor, you know, bridge to work with somebody who's not well um you know the the drum has brought me magic all my all my life i remember playing the drums in a in a macedonian band i remember playing the bongos and the congos when i was a kid before i even knew how to play drums it was just kind of those things that you do when you're around you know percussionists uh people who play this kind of music i grew up you know, in a Latin home. So we had a lot of Latin music. I didn't really grow up with a lot of, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, rock and roll. You know, I wasn't really a really big, you know, Rolling Stones or Who type guy or Pink Floyd or anything like that. But I like the music because I've learned to like it later in life. I grew up with, you know, drumming, dancing, singing, uh, mus musicals, but it's funny as musicals i used to do i used to do the whole scene of west side story as a kid like i knew every i knew every scene like i knew every i mean i almost knew every word to some degree that's just kind of what the kid kind of kid i was i was just like that now uh i don't know if i could remember <laughs> a scene or not maybe i could maybe i couldn't but regardless that's kind of where i was back then and so i i wanted to talk a little bit about since nobody's coming on, no one wants to join me. Everybody must be afraid or something. But uh, hopefully you can join me. Uh, you know, so my friend Danny, who is here on Facebook too, I'm going to have her on the show in the near future. So she posted something today, which I thought was really cool. And I thought was really exciting. And let me see if I can pull it up here and exactly see what exactly she said, because it really moved me when I saw it. It was just one of those things that moves you, you know? And so I want to read it exactly how it came, how it was, how it was said. Okay, here it is. I found it. Okay. So she could, I don't know if it was her post, her original post, but I gave her credit regardless to that's what credit is due. Uh, what would your occupation be if you had followed your childhood dreams? And I was like, it's funny because this is how the universe works, right? The other day, <clears throat> I was working on my album, like my motivational album stuff. 
and I was talking about that's almost the same thing, which is kind of cool, kind of cool. And so it was going to be the topic about what do you want to be when you grow up? And the whole premise with my, my motivational thing was going to be to explain, well, I, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying being a kid. Why do I have to rush? Even though I wanted to be an astronaut, a fireman, all, all the things that all the kids want to be, right? I was just like that too. I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be John, uh, Jacques Cousteau and explore the deep seas and stuff. But, you know, I was one of those kids that was like, well, do, do, do I have to grow up? Do I really need to? Is, do I, is that important right now? Because I'm really enjoying being here in the present moment, being a child. I may not say it like that, but I know I felt like that. And I'm wondering sometimes, I, and it's innocent. And sometimes it's very innocent. What do you want to be when you grow up? Blah, 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 you know. And of course, we're always going to go towards the things that we know, the things that we've learned, the things that are right in front of us, the things that we're used to, the things that we're connected to. So you're you're going to be like, yeah, I want to be that. But, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be a kid. I remember a teacher asked me that. And she's like, so what do you want to be, Nacho, when you are? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, but everybody knows. You know, I'm, I'm just guessing this is what the conversation went like because, no, I didn't know. I had a lot of ideas about what I might want to be, but, I, you know, I was too busy running, playing, kissing girls, you know, hiding, collecting salamanders under a rock, you know, and cutting school from time to time and seeing Star Wars at the theater for the first time, you know. That's what I was doing, you know. I wasn't too worried about. Now, it's always good to plan. It's always good to have ideas. But if I had to guess, most of us did not grow up to be what we wanted to be. There may be a handful, maybe two handfuls of people that probably grew up what they wanted to be. And, you know, I, I really, not really, it moved me both ways. The first day when I was thinking about recording that, it moved me in a different direction. Then when I saw her post, it moved me in another direction. So I shifted a little bit. And so, and I put there and I wanted to be a pro soccer player and a business owner. I think something else, but I don't remember. But either way, I I didn't, I didn't grow up to be what I wanted to be. Because <laughs> I don't really know what I wanted to be. I just knew that I wasn't, <clears throat> I was in the situation that I was in. And the situation called for me to work. The situation called for me to be be where I needed to be. And I was really hard on myself. I was really hard on myself. And some of you guys will relate to this about being hard on yourself. I was probably, we're always going to be the most critical of ourselves and the people who are closest to us are going to be, are going to be very critical to, about us too. But I had severe learning disabilities, believe it or not. It it was just, it was, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just learned differently than other kids. But man, it was hard. I spoke Spanish, spoke English. English, not very well English, but and I had to like really learn everything. And it was a struggle, you know, and... and most of you have heard me in the past say, you know, that I've had a hard time reading and writing. And even to this day, I am still have to look up things in the dictionary because I don't know how to pronounce them properly or, or know what that word means or, you know, and I read. It's funny because I, I read well, like in my mind, I can read well. But when I try to speak those words, sometimes my, uh, my, what I say doesn't come out the same way. And then I know that you guys for sure over time have actually watched my my posts are here on the timelines on facebook to and you've seen me writing you're going what's he saying or or what you know there's times where i write and i i and i in my mind's eye i wrote it down on the on the piece of paper or on the type taped it out and then i had to go over what i write like several times and even after several times i go back and you know I still miss the letter A, <laughs> which I don't know why, but the letter A is like my, 
my nemesis at times you know i i i write it and it's and it's not there where are you letter a and so you know it's been one of those struggles i if you haven't heard the story i'm going to tell it again because i think it might motivate somebody to to just kind of maybe be a little more gentle on somebody who has learned disabilities or maybe they have a disability and maybe give them a little courage so i remember i remember being in school in public school and i tell you if you ever met anybody and you've probably met a person like this and i want to welcome her who's tuned in and eat i see you chimed in there good to see you beck good to see you kate good to see you you've all probably met somebody like me okay so i'm gonna tell you this story here real quick as i paste the the link again hopefully someone will join me in, on the air there we go if you want to join me in the air just follow that link and you'll get on so here's here's my story i'm not sticking to it because i don't want to own it it doesn't really own me you know how they say stick to my story i'm sticking to it no i'm going to rewrite the story so those of you who have asked me how to rewrite stories first you have to know the story you're telling so for a long time i pretend to know things like i pretend to i would memorize things i was a very good memorizer like i was really good at memorizing but i wasn't very good at retaining back then but now some people say i have, I have the memory of an elephant <laughs> i remember things they didn't even, they forget about but I remember going to school and I would remember how things were spelled, the structure, because I had a really hard time enunciating and pronouncing some things, some letters and some words. And I did this all the way, all the way into high school. Believe it or not, even when I got to college, I wasn't so bad, but that's a long time to fake things and pretend like you know the material you're learning. Yeah, you learn it, but you, you find a different way to learn it, I guess, is my, that's what I'm getting at. You find a different way to retain the information. You know, I didn't, I couldn't read well to begin with, so it would frustrate me, try to read things, and I would look at them, and then my, it's like my eyesight would just kind of lose track of where I was reading. So this was really difficult for me. I remember being in public school, and they didn't have these programs when I was a kid between, you know, first to sixth grade you know they didn't seventh grade whatever i was in the public school system they didn't have these special programs that these kids have today that you know, my son had my daughter had you know and my other son they didn't have these programs they didn't have they just put everybody in a class and they called it a day i was in a class with kids who were with mental uh, disabilities uh, handicapped uh, mental retardations of sorts um I was in this class with all these other kids because they didn't know what to do with me. And this is the truth. And I'm not lying about it because I was there. I experienced this. And they just didn't have it. It was, it was almost like they did the best they could with what they had. And I remember being in these class, this class most of the day because it was just really difficult for me to understand things. And then I'm in this class and I remember the teacher would give me comic books. And these comic books were there for to help me to help me read. So, and I, you know, and it's so hard to believe that that person is is me, was me, it still is me. Couldn't even read a comic book. It was really difficult to look at the comic book and and comprehend what I was reading. I had to read it over and over. Yeah, you know, I was good looking at pictures and figuring out what's happening, but that's not how you usually do it. And I would sit there and read these comic books. And that's why I have a comic book collection now, because that's how I always learned to read. I learned to read from comics. It was really difficult for me to read books, the books that were assigned in English class and stuff. It was really difficult. My parents had a really hard time trying to teach me things. And I'm not sure about my siblings. I don't remember. I don't recall. I was too embarrassed and too much in where I needed to be and figure out how I'm going to move and navigate this world. And I didn't want to make the show about myself, but... I figured maybe this will help other people find hope that, you know, it's not so hard and it gets better because 
I didn't know what I wanted to be because I didn't know how I could apply the lack of things that I didn't have the ability to do. So my dream building of being this or that was very limited because I had teachers that told me that I was never going to be that. Yeah, I had those kind of teachers. No, you can't. You're not. You barely can do this. I remember these words. They, they ring in my head. And it was really hard. Because I wanted to be some things that they didn't think I was capable of being. Because of their assessment of me. Instead of encouraging me to want to excel and do better. Who? What was wrong with them? I don't know. Maybe they had their own issues to deal with. But that's this is a true story, my friends. And then my dad moved me out of that system. Because, number one, the immigration laws were changing. And so public schools, you had to come. <clears throat> you had to show documentation. So we went to the Catholic schools because... I was having problems in school, you know, learning is getting frustrated, fighting and, you know, trying to defend myself and not feel stupid. And then I remember being in school and, you know, it's a small class, Holy Name. I went to Holy Name. It's a very small class. I mean, my whole class, I think what we were just 30 people, 20 people, 20. That was my class <laughs> in, you know, my, my eighth grade. Well, when I went there, I was in seventh grade. So I had to repeat seventh grade again. My dad, he held me back. And this is why I graduated older than a lot of my classmates. And I remember the first day, I was always been that funny guy and tried to deflect and push things one way or another, just to, that way I don't have any problems, you know, with people. And so I, um, I'm in school and I really wanted to learn, you know, I really wanted to learn. And the teachers, teachers knew that I had some issues and they didn't know how to address me. But I had one teacher, Mrs. Doherty. I don't know where she's at and what's going on in her life. She figured out pretty quick that I, she was my English teacher. She figured out pretty quick that, that I just, I was not, I couldn't read. I didn't have it all together in, in that aspect of sense of reading and writing. And uh, she kept me after recess. And she just asked me, she's like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I just started crying because I said, you know, I've, I've pretended to know how to read and write. And I've known how to read and write, but it's not at the capacity of what it should, where I should be. And she goes, well, I want you to stand during recess and I want to teach you during recess. Can't bring you up to par, you know. And and she I'm not afraid of this lady because she's she didn't have to do this. But she helped me. She helped me with the vows. You know, this is crazy, you know, that I just I didn't know. I was a very defiant child. <laughs> I was like, why so there are so many theirs? Why do we have to have so many deers? And, what, you know, why we have to have these different things for, you know, something. We're saying the same exact thing. And she just explained to me little by little. And for a while, I, you know, I didn't know the vowels. I didn't know how they worked. I didn't know how to pronounce the words. And my parents really tried to teach me, but they were frustrated because they had to work two, three jobs, make sure we had food on the table. This is before Garcia's, before any business. This is just kind of... Finally, after a while, just uh, it all came together little by little. And I remember writing something on the board and, you know, and it was simple as thank you. And I knew how to write thank you, but we were working on some word problems, some word association stuff. And I wrote them on the board and she and we both started crying and she hugged me and I hugged her. And I was like, I had accomplished something. Just the, fear, the the deep, sheer feeling of accomplishment was profound for me that day. It was really deep. It was really, it was something that just needed. And I just didn't want to be left out. I didn't want to feel awkward. I didn't want to feel abnormal. And so, you know, 
I learned to do other things. I learned how to dance. I learned how to sing. I was the fastest, one of the fastest kids in my school. You know, I, I compensated in different in different areas. And so, you know, I remember going through high school. <laughs> and some of you probably have the same feeling. You probably wonder how the hell you graduated. <laughs> how the hell you got out of high school. Because to this day, I still don't know how I got out of high school or how I made it through high school. But I made I went to Bishop Watterson High School, for those of you who are familiar with uh bishop watterson but that's like a prep school so it's like geez, it was really hard but i guess i was ready for it but um and they were had a little patience with me too but not like not like they did at holy name but i i, I to this day i still think i for not, not anymore i used to i used to have this dream where i thought i was i didn't pass my math class you know i'm like i didn't i didn't get through my math course how did i get through it but i did i mean I did. It took me a little bit longer than everybody. Sometimes I had to stay after class or stay after school. Or, and so my soccer stuff had to, I had to like, I had to give up sports to some degree. My dad was like, hey, you know, you can't, you know, you can't do this and it's going to be difficult. It was hard. And it was hard because I had to maintain a certain grade point average, you know. And, you know, I, I finally, I think I graduated with a 3.2 out of high school, which was beyond, you know, I mean, to this day, I'm like, is it 3.2 or 3.5? I forget. I was like, how did that happen? You know, I was like, I just didn't give myself enough credit back then, but it was hard. And, you know, it's kind of a blur. Sometimes high school is kind of like a blur. You know, you're like, man, where did that time go? Where, how did I get, how did I squeeze through that? Because I, I remember doing all these different things and, but I don't remember necessarily the classwork and stuff, but I did it. I remember the talent shows I was in, breakdancing and singing in the band. And I remember all that stuff, but, you know, I made it through Watterson. And so off I went to Ohio State. I actually tried out for their soccer team, made their soccer team, got hurt, played a couple games on the travel squad. But then I got, re I got pushed down to the to the club team because i was just through injuries and stuff they were it was just um it didn't work out but i went to school for about a year half a year what two quarters maybe three quarters like that we were in quarters i believe so but i made it that far but it wasn't for me and i started to dedicate my stuff towards um business and i worked at the restaurant and i you know i worked at crosby drugs too I was one of the pharmaceutical reps, but then I, I started my, um, my lawn care business, something I did when I was a kid, I even made it into a full blown, uh, lawn care service, just where I cut grass, rake leaves and stuff. And I did really well with that for a long time. So, and then along the way, you learn to study shamanism with your family. You start to learn shamanism through your teachers, you meet new teachers, and then here I am today, you know? And doing the best I can with the tools I have and the things that I've learned and the motivation and the little stories that I, I write to myself. So how do you get through things like this? How do you move through things like this? Well, I want to share you a little secret that I don't really talk about too much with everybody. So this is my secret. This is what works for me. You go to the thrift store or a store. And you buy a journal like this, okay? And this journal, you can be red, any color you want. You take pen to paper, okay? And this is called Letters to Younger Me, December 8th, 2017 is when I started this one. Ignacio Nacho Iggy Garcia. 12 866 was my birthday okay i'm gonna read something from here okay real quick okay this book is a powerful loving gift to all the parts of us frozen in time i hope we can see life a little differently after we finish writing it i know we hold these experiences much differently than we do now i'm going to let you know i'll be free writing free writing this journal so please excuse the spelling, the sentence structures. Read with an open mind and heart. Iggy, 
12, 8, 17. So what is this? I'll tell you what it is. It's a journal to me talking to my, my younger self. So this journal, and I tell you this, this is amazing work. This is very powerful. You talk about rewriting your story. But how about telling the story to yourself about what's happening now in the present moment? Talking to this kid, talking to you when you're little. Because time is an illusion. So time is is not a construct that, you know, that we have like like a ruler, for example. So basically you're you're working, you're working, rewriting your story, you're telling your story to yourself. So I'm just gonna read real quick something here. This is twelve eight seventeen, okay? Hello, younger me. I want to let you know I will be jumping around writing to you as as I hope you understand. Well, here we go. At the table, my desk about to reach out to me in the past, present, future. So remember, this is free writing. So I have to really read what's going on. Go good. I hope it goes good. What am I going to start with? I know it's not hard, but it's I'm, I'm blocked. I don't mean to be. So please be patient with me. So, okay. This is how it starts. All right. Today is our birthday, younger me. Today... I was born in Peru, Lima, 12 p.m., high noon, 1966. And then I wrote 1966 equals 2 plus 2 equals 4. 8 plus 8 equals 20 equals 2 equals 6. So my my numerology number is 6. I came up with that. Younger me, I'm sure you remember all the stories of our mom and dad. Uh, uh, shared with us I want to let you know we've been on this planet 51 years now I can feel the changes in my body and my mind so at times I sit and I think about what my life would have been like if I uh, if I had hadn't moved to the US how Papi told uh, I don't know what he I wrote there but anyhow it's a story about a story about myself to myself instead of just, you know, I have my audience is me. And does the little kid respond back? I don't think he responds back because I'm responding back to look at, but maybe he does. I don't know. I have to remember. I have to look back, but I started writing in that book journal again. Now, I don't know what you think about that, but for me, that's been medicine. That's been work that's been healing that's been a lot of stuff approaching myself from past present and future and telling myself a story so it's been pretty pretty crazy and and the reason i say that is because i actually talk about my mom and dad dying to myself uh dear nachito i wanted to let you know your mom passed away at 12.30 p.m. on 2-27-18, which are, it's coming up here. I found her to did her body. I hate to tell you this news. Now you know when you should, when, now you know when she will die. Maybe it will help us in the future to be better prepared ourselves. I'm not sure we can change her uh, destiny or her death. I'm not sure if you, it's just, it's just, when I go back and read it, it's like, wow, this is like, this is like, woo. you talk about the shamanic work that I do. It's, it's like very real. So that's my journal. That's my journal to me. And this, these journals are very powerful because they can actually help you heal past traumatic wounds, wounds that you don't even know you have sometimes wounds about things that, uh, that you, uh, probably just didn't even realize they were playing out in your head excuse me so this is an opportunity for me to write to myself write to myself and talk to myself about myself and how it's almost like telling a story to past me future me you know all at the same time and journaling is so powerful 
people really a lot of people discount it because they don't like to write or too lazy blah 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 and you name it and so but for me it's it's been a, a godsend it's been something that i've done something that i really needed to do and i was really surprised how how it is now, now i haven't talked about the covid stuff yet i haven't gotten that far yet because I'm not ready to write that part yet is more writing about the things the experiences of you know being a child or viewing myself as a child and talking to myself what to be prepared for what to see what's to come what's happening that's that's kind of the cool part telling myself hey this is going to happen to you so you have an opportunity to change that now that i'm telling you that it's almost like talking to yourself it's kind of because you know quantum physics you know you know we there is no separation between people we're all connected so that version of me is connected to me still it's still tethered to me in a way <clears throat> that i can help it work through its process and so this is the cool thing about the work that i do and the work that i've been you know entrusted to do is the soul retrieval works these works to be able to help people find their way back to themselves or to themselves and so he who does the work is also doing the work himself so i do the work just like i do the work on other people so these are these are all different things that are going on in my life so i wanted to share that with you because i figured somebody needed to hear that tonight even though um, the show had a whole different premise that i wanted to create today but either way we're, we're here now and we're doing the best we can during this uh, time of pandemic pandemic or pandemonium or whatever you want to call it and you know i'm here to tell you things get better things are going to get better because anytime we're down the only place we can go is up as as much as we can go up as we can go down so if you're ready for changes in your life those these changes are slow processes sometimes and sometimes these changes are immediate and sometimes things don't change you just stay where you're at but you learn to navigate differently you learn to move into the space in a different way you move into the space in a way that directs you moves you motivates you don't change because people say you need to change change because you truly want to change change because and create those changes because in your heart in your spirit you want to see change now i said today i sent out a video from ksr1 uh, a rapper and he was talking about communication and you know how we talk the 3d versus 5d and and he put this he put this thing called rockstar out you know in front of everybody to read and then and i thought it was really interesting and this is something that we know but we just don't really think about it. i'll say everybody say i watch see my i watch everybody say i watch out loud and you say i watch now i want you to say i watch in your mind's eye out loud but don't speak it just think it okay so i posted these videos on my timeline so the cool thing about it was you said it in your head but who's saying that he's talking about who said that you know who was that you and how did you hear you your ears are out here did you visualize the eye watch but your eyes are out here but you said it right and you heard a voice or you felt the presence of a voice and i was like damn yeah <laughs> you're right man you know i was like that was pretty powerful medicine so i was like and the reason i found this video is because i was having a conversation with my buddy jason sort of i was going through his his profile there and and this rap guy came on and he was playing his name was uh i think it's called spectrum is the name of the group but 
he was rapping about metaphysical stuff. And I was like, I had never heard anybody really rap about metaphysical stuff that I really, truly liked. But this one was really good. And then I asked my friend Jason, I said, hey, who is this guy? And he told me, he goes, oh, this is his inspiration is from KRS-One. And I was like, really? And then I followed the KSR-One video that he sent me. And I was like, damn, the universe is conspiring in my favor. The universe wanted me to hear something and needed to hear something. And he and and you know he watched another video and he talked to KSR KRS one talked about um, how people can change things in an instant, the possibilities. He talked about how sometimes rappers in the community would say somebody's rap stock it was no good, and then they bought into it. They, they people and it was bad. But then he also talked about how rappers were like, oh, that's amazing, that's amazing, that's wonderful, and then, then just build them up. He, he talked about building up people versus tearing them down because it's so easy to tear them down. Because if you build them up, then you have the opportunity to help them change and fix the little things, the little little things that they need to work on. But if you totally just chop someone's stuff down, you're, you're chopping someone's beliefs and ideas. And, and, you know, sometimes it's very harsh to come straight and be blunt with somebody. It hurt them, but it was just perspectives that I just I knew and I just forgot, you know. And it's just like sometimes you have to refresh yourself. You have to find mentors. And you have to find people who inspire you. You know, every day there is thousands and thousands of thousands of information just rolling through the space time continuum. You know that we just have access to through YouTube, through Spreaker, through my stuff. You know that you can just connect to and just be part of and you know it's just amazing but yet we don't do it we don't do it we don't we don't do it we, we forget or we don't care we get landlocked in our emotions i got landlocked in my emotions today you know i got frustrated about some things i also wasn't really frustrated about some things i was just like damn i don't know i was kind of nervous and scared and my, my friend is like what do you mean nervous and scared for you know i was like i was like I don't know, just being human, I guess, you know, just, I don't know, rejection. I'm human. I don't want to be rejected. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just kind of it is. But I don't know, sometimes we put people on a pedestal and we think that they're just so, they know so much more than us and that, that, that maybe they don't want to align with us. But maybe it was me just not aligning with their energy too, you know, because they come from a whole different perspective. But I want to put people on my show too who have different perspectives than mine and they see the world differently. So, I thought that was important. And of course, I knew that this person would probably say yes or no. Most likely would say yes versus no, but because I have been rejected in the past to have people on my show. And it was neither here or there. It was just, it just is what it is. But she's ASS. And I was totally excited because this is a, a pretty big deal. This person's pretty big in the, in the work that she does, kind of like the work I do. She does her work. So, but I'm not going to give her name yet because I don't want to give away yet. I want you guys to kind of come back to my show and listen and kind of figure out who it is. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to, guys. That's kind of where it's been. It's kind of where I've been processing and working. And I feel pretty good about the future. I feel very good about the work that I'm doing. I feel really good about how I'm going to be progressing and moving forward in this um, 2021, you know. I'm looking forward to doing some nice, amazing things. And, you know, it takes time, but, you know, time well spent. That's the way I look at it. So hopefully you guys go out there, change the world, do what you want to do, create what you need to create, believe what you need to believe, journal to younger self, talk to yourself because it's very powerful work. You'll be shocked how you write things and how you perceive things. And how you tell your thing, how you tell things to yourself, how you tell yourself about things that happened, the way you perceived them happening, and how this child is, and how you prepare them to get into this new event that's coming their way. It's almost like you're giving them a heads up. So, and I tell you, sometimes I feel a lot different after I write that. And it's like, like, almost like it didn't happen. Because psychologists and, you know, counselors and everyone will tell you 
the more you tell a story, the more it morphs, the more it changes, the more it becomes completely different from the original foundation. And even an hour from when it happened, it has changed. So imagine if you live something like this for 30, 40 years and you keep rolling that around in your head about a trauma that you had. I guarantee you that that trauma has taken on its own identity, its own course, and it has just frozen and locked certain parts of you down. So, you know, I hope that everybody is able to find the inner peace that they need to find, the inner work they need to do, and the abundance that they want to create in all the things that you're, you want to do. Think about all the people who came before us. Think about all the trendsetters, the leaders. These were people just like you and me, but they just desired to be a little different, a little bit more proactive, a little more involved, a little bit more seen. If you don't want to be seen, then just keep doing what you're doing or just hide yourself. But if you really want to step outside the boundaries of what it means to be different and what it means to be somebody who's doing the work, then you have to understand that there's things that come along, come with that. If you're in the public eye, you're going to be seen in the public eye. If you don't want to be somebody, you won't be seen. But if you want to be doing the work, then you have to do the work. If you want to be, and, and, and that's if you want to do this, not, not because you want to or whatever. If you just want to heal the pieces and parts of yourself, then don't worry so much about it. But if you really want to follow your dreams and the things that you believe in, the things that you want to be, then you will have to get uncomfortable. You will have to do things that aren't necessarily in your nature. Not that they will hurt you in a physical or emotional way. It just means that you might have to say more hellos and goodbyes than you probably have. You probably have to write more things down than you probably have. You probably have to say more thank yous and you have to make more phone calls and you probably have to do a whole bunch of stuff, things that you're not used to doing. But either way, we do the best we can. So guys, I want to thank you for tuning in since we weren't able to get anybody to come on here and, and chat with me and talk with me and join me on the air. Maybe we just won't do that anymore. Maybe we'll just knock knock that out of the of the repertoire and just and I'll just share my thoughts and my guests with the show. But I always find it very important that people who are in my community have a platform where they can share what they need to share in, in their heart. Maybe it's a little scary. Maybe it's a little hard. Maybe it's easy to, for me, but not so easy for you. Maybe I need to take an account of that too. But I've also been thinking about moving this platform out of Facebook and moving it in just, just, into, um, just into YouTube directly. And just completely find a whole different uh, demographic. Since Facebook is coming very, becoming a very negative place, becoming very, um, I don't know, everybody very opinionated, very difficult at times. And I'm kind of getting tired of it too. And the only reason I'm probably here is because I have good friends. And I have some connections. And I have my photos <laughs> all logged in here. But, you know, we'll see. These are some things I'm thinking about contemplating. Um, but I would still keep my Facebook. I would just direct everybody to go to um, YouTube and watch these shows instead of being on Facebook. With that, I just want to say um, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. And, you know, I just want to let you know you can find me on on, uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to Iggy Garcia on YouTube. You can find me on Sprecher. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me just, just about everywhere. There's some kind of connection to uh, podcasting. Just do a search on the internet. You can find me. And then, um, you know, enjoy. Enjoy what you find. But with that, I want to say, Ho'oponopono, matakuyasin. What is above is below. Namaste. Irisikwi. It's good to be here. And we're going to be drumming again soon, guys. So don't forget about the spring coming up pretty quick. We'll be outside drumming before you know it. Probably get a lot of rain this year, most likely, just because we're getting this much snow. It's probably a good indicator that we're going to get a lot of rain. Um, so I'm looking forward to maybe 
laying low here in a little bit, taking uh, some hiatus and going on a little mini uh, excursion. I'm not sure. I haven't decided where I'm going to go yet. But I think I'm going to get away and I might do my shows from there or these remote areas, but that's what I'm going to do. So I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I hope that you were able to uh, listen, tune in. If you had difficulty tuning in to the Zoom, uh, that's on me. I apologize for that. So I will see everybody next time, next Tuesday at 7.30. I will have David Tucros on my show. He's an old friend of mine. Some of you know him. And he'll be talking about what he's doing. We'll be sharing and and just talking back and forth and hopefully have a good show. All right, my friends. I will see you. It's good to be here. It's good to be here, everybody. I'm, for those of you who are still on the air, I will talk to you next time, next week. Be well. Take care of yourselves and much love, guys. And I will see you next time on Iggy Garcia Live. This was episode 129. The town hall that never happened. (laughs) All right, guys. Be well. Take care. And I will see you next Tuesday at 730 p.m. Peace and love. Take care.